0: In the last episode, we talked about how to find great deals in your area, what makes a great deal, and how to work out your own buying criteria so you can move quickly when you find a great deal. Now, when you get good at finding deals, you should be able to find more deals that you can actually do yourself. This means you could start selling the ones that you don't want to other investors for a fee, and this can be a substantial income. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you how you can package and sell deals to other investors. Now, I don't personally sell deals because I think there could be a conflict of interest. If I'm training people and then selling them deals, I don't think that's quite right. However, many of my students sell deals and I've taught them how to do it properly. So first of all, let's think about why on earth would you sell deals? Of course, you're going to keep the very best deals for yourself. And then you're going to sell ones that you don't want to other people for a fee. And maybe that's because they're outside of your investing area. Or maybe they don't fit your strategy. Or maybe they're too big or too small for you. Or maybe you've got too many deals to do yourself and you only have a certain bandwidth to cope with a certain number of deals. Or maybe for some reason you just can't do them yourself. You don't have enough funds or all your money's tied up. Now, obviously, when you're selling deals to other people, they must be great deals. Now, just because they're not right for you doesn't mean they're not a good deal. As long as they're good deals, there might be someone else who's prepared to pay for them. Now, of course, it does involve some work to package and sell deals. And you may be wondering if it's worth all the effort. Well, I would say, yes, it absolutely can be. And there are many benefits to you selling deals to other people. Now, obviously, as we said, you get to keep the very best deals yourself. And so by becoming someone who is actively sourcing or finding deals, you're taking more action. And so some of those deals naturally you're going to want to do yourself. But also finding deals is a great way to build your credibility. If people know you're in the property game, you're finding deals, that's going to give you credibility. And by passing deals on to other investors, you know, they're getting to see that you obviously know what you're doing. And so maybe they might want to work with you at some time in the future. The great thing about this is that although it does take some time and effort It doesn't need to be a full-time activity. You can be a deal finder very much part-time, even if you are working for someone else in a job or maybe you're running your own busy business. It's a great way to get into property if you're new to investing because by selling deals, you can generate fees that you can put towards deposits for properties that you want to buy but it's even better if you're already in property because it can help you speed up the rate at which you grow your property portfolio. So it's great for you if you're new or even an experienced investor. But what makes it all worthwhile is the fact that you can make money by selling the deals that you don't want. Now, typically here in the UK, you can sell a deal on for between three and £5,000 Per deal, depending on the nature of the deal. Is it a big discounted deal? Is it a very high return on investment? Is it something creative like an option or even a development opportunity where actually the fee could be much more, could be tens of thousands of pounds? In fact, some of my mastermind students have made more selling one deal than the average person would make in the UK an entire year, which is just really incredible. So let's say that you, um, Uh, want to get into this? What are some things you need to be aware of? Well, unfortunately, there are many people out there who try and find and package deals to sell to other people who are just not very good. So it does give the industry a bit of a bad name. And often it's because they just don't know what makes a good deal in the first place. And maybe that's because they haven't actually educated themselves. Um, And also they sometimes don't know what they don't know so they don't know that they don't know what to do. Um, and also, sometimes they might find a deal, but actually they don't secure it in the right way, so they they find out it, what's well, actually quite a good deal, but because it's not skewed, someone else goes in and buys it. So most people who are trying to do this, uh, they they really don't know how to do it, and it's a real shame, and they might they might try a few times, it doesn't work, and they think it doesn't work. What it absolutely does work, if you know how to do it properly so what starts off as um, a great idea for many new investors because they're not getting results they sometimes get a bit frustrated and give up and it is a shame because it can be very profitable if only those people had invested themselves and learned how to do it properly so let's assume that you know how to find great deals and we've covered that in many of the other podcasts previously what makes a great deal how to find deals off off market how to get deals from landlords so go back and listen to some of the previous episodes and will give you a lot of information, but let's assume you know how to do that. You need to think about, okay, so why would someone want to buy deals from you? Well, for that to happen, first of all, they have to know that you actually sell deals. They've got to be aware of you. So it's important for you to raise your profile and you can do that online at networking groups, etc. And make sure you're telling people through your social media what you're actually doing. Now, obviously, those people not only have to be aware of what you're doing, but they have to know you and like you and trust you. And they have to believe that you know what you are doing. And they need to see that you could find better deals than that they can actually find themselves. Otherwise, why would they pay you a fee? Now, let's specifically think about uh, who would actually want to buy deals from you. So these are going to be people who have money to invest, but maybe they don't know how to find deals themselves. Or maybe you can find better deals than they can find. Um, or maybe they don't have the time to find deals or they don't want to find deals or they'd rather pay someone else to do it. Now, look, I know how to find great deals. I have found lots of great deals in my time, but actually I have also paid other people because they've come to me. They know what kind of projects I like. And if someone's found a good deal and they've added value by negotiating with the owner, securing the deal and doing some research for me and, and showing me that it is a great deal. I'm more than happy to pay them a fee. So even pretty successful investors might be happy to pay you fees if you're bringing great deals to them. So how do you find these potential buyers, people who prepare to pay you fees? And I think the best thing to do is to build working relationships with people. I sometimes see people who want to sell deals, they just put it out on a Facebook group and they don't know who's looking at it, they don't know who's connecting with them. I think it's much better to have better relation relationships with people, a smaller group of people. You all know each other, you trust each other, and obviously you can then hopefully do some good business together. So once you know some people, obviously... Um, Maybe you've connected with them online initially, or maybe you met them at specific property investor events, such as the monthly property investor network meetings we do all over the country. And it's a great way to connect with people in local areas who are doing and looking for deals. Or maybe some of our large national three-day events So at my large events, like we have Strategy Implementation Live, which is always in the spring, and we have Property Magic Live in the autumn, we run what we call structured networking. So this means we put people into geographic groups so that you can meet people in your investing area and you can actually buy and sell deals to those people. Now, this is particularly useful if you are investing out of your area and you need people on the ground to help you, uh, particularly if you're an overseas investor and you want to invest here in the UK. In the past, we've had people fly into the UK just to attend these large three-day events with me from as far as Dubai, Hong Kong, Singapore, just so they can come and meet, connect, and get to know people that I have trained. They know they know what they're doing. And those are people who are on the ground, who can do some running around, do some sourcing, do some management, et cetera. So these large events we run, this structured networking really is very powerful to help you connect with other people who you might want to work with. So once you have a few people to sell deals to, that's kind of all you need because, you don't need lots of people. Once you've got a couple you're working well with, you can always ask them, do they have any recommendations? Do they um, do they have any friends or family that might al- also want to buy deals from you? And the people you're working with, remember, they're people who have got money but may not have the time, the knowledge or the inclination. So you need to make sure that they have deposits available, that they can get mortgages, that they can move quickly. And when you find a good deal, often speed is important. So it's often good to give someone what we call a dummy deal just to test how quick are they at moving. Because sometimes people say, yeah, yeah, send me deals. I really want to do it. You send them a great deal. And because maybe they haven't educated themselves or maybe just they're busy or they're not quite sure, they take too long to do the deal. Or maybe they even worse, they back out and decide not to do the deal. Well, isn't it good to do that on a dummy deal? rather than a great deal that you need to place and sell to someone quickly. Because the reason you've got a good deal is because you're giving that seller the sense of speed and certainty that they will get this property sold. So once you've connected with people at these networking events or online, um, what you need to do is get their contact details off them, find out what they're looking for, Understand a little bit about them. So why are they not finding deals themselves? Now, if it's because they have no knowledge about property, and they're really nervous and they, they keep on finding lots of deals and they, they're not sure whether to move forward. Well, that's probably a good clue for you that do you really want to be working with them? Are they really going to have the knowledge and the certainty to be able to move forward when you give them good deals. So you need to understand that they've got some base knowledge. And by the way, if you if you are looking to source deals and get uh, to, to pay a source or rather to bring deals to you, um, it's an important thing you still know what makes a good deal because you should never take a source's word for it. You always want to do your own due diligence and, and check the information and facts that they've given you. And when you know what you do, it doesn't take that long. But let's go back to assuming you are the person Finding the deals and selling to other people. You've met people, you've got their details, you find out what they're looking for. You can put their contact details into a database or a spreadsheet and you might even put them into specific groups. These people are interested in development opportunities. These people are interested in purchasing options. These ones want to do HMOs. These want to do service accommodation. And then when you find a deal that meets the requirements of those people, rather than sending out to all of your contacts, you can just contact the ones who you're pretty sure are going to be interested in that based on what they've told you. And it's important to keep in regular touch with them. You can't just meet someone at a meeting, then two years later send them a deal out of the blue, because they probably would have forgotten who you are. So you want to keep in regular communication with them and send them deals you think might be of interest. And if you're not finding things that, might be particularly interested in them, call them and let them know, say, look, you said you're interested in this particular deal. I'm not really finding many of those. Are there other things you would consider? Because maybe some of the other deals you've got, they might also be interested in. Now, the final thing to talk about here is regulation. A lot of people worry about, well, do I need to get regulation? Now, if you're just finding deals for yourself, there are no regulatory requirements. But if you are selling deals to other people, then you need to make sure you're what's called a compliant deal sourcer. So by selling deals onto other people, you're just like an estate agent. Now, in America, you need to be a registered realtor having taken your real estate exams. But here in the UK, there are no qualifications to be an estate agent. However, there are some things that you need to do. So first of all, you should be registered with one of the ombudsman, such as the TPO, which stands for the property ombudsman, or the PRS, which is the property redress scheme. Now, these are independent bodies that will act as arbitrators in case there's a disagreement between you and the person you've sold the deal to. So um, sometimes People have little disputes. It's better to have an independent party who can sort it out. And the fact you're one of these bodies means that, you know, you're trying to do things properly. And also you are open to um, arbitration if anything goes wrong. So I think that's a, a really important thing you need to do. It doesn't really matter which one of those organizers you join. You go and check them out if you want. Whichever resonates with you the best is probably the best one to join. The next thing is you should have some insurance. And because you're selling deals to other people, this particular insurance is going to be what's called public indemnity insurance. Now, this is in case you make a mistake. Let's say you have uh, some details of a deal and you say, hey, it's a four bedroom property and it turns out to be a three bedroom property and someone's bought it based on the fact they think it's four beds. Well, you could argue they should have checked really. But What if they're remote and they haven't actually been to the property themselves and they bought it based on what you told them? They might try and sue you, in which case you need to have this public indemnity insurance in place. It's not expensive and also the cost of it will vary on the amount of actual transactions you're doing. So you can start with just a low coverage based on the fees you're earning at first. And if you're doing lots of deals, you can increase the amount of cover you have. You do also need to be registered with the information commissioner because you're holding personal data of buyers and also sellers. And so you need to be conscious of GDPR in the UK and also the EU. So you can just go on to the uh, Google and look up information commissioner and you can register your business. It's very straightforward. Um, and also you need to register with HMRC if you're accepting deposits from buyers. Now, um, at the moment, there's a challenge, there's a problem rather uh, with the HMRC website and you can't actually register on there to say that you're doing this. And I've heard that that's not going to be sorted out till June, 2020. So it's a bit difficult. Um, But the point here is that if you're accepting money from people, what you should do is you should have your own separate protected client account. So if something happens to you, nothing happens to their money. That's protected and safe. And also you should conduct your AML, anti-money laundering checks. You've got to make sure you're not working with someone who's got their money from an act of crime or something, and they're trying to wash it by putting it through property. So you do need to do these checks um, to make sure you know who you're dealing with You know, get to know your customer. Um, but also if you're working with a solicitor, you could just ask the solicitor to, to accept funds into their protected client accounts, and they would carry out all the anti-money laundering checks. So it's a little bit difficult at the moment because HMRC website is, is not uh, working. It's not taking applications for that at the moment. Um, but just be aware of it and, you know, make sure you do what you need to do. So becoming compliant, registering all these various bodies and getting your insurance, etc., um, could be done for... Probably just less than 500 pounds or so, maybe up to a thousand. And so you'd make that back on your first deal and a lot more profit as well. So it is worth doing these things properly. You need to make sure you are uh, protecting yourself and also other people that you are working with. So I do hope this has inspired you to think about making money from great property deals you find, which for whatever reason, you don't personally want to do yourself and you can pass on to other people. If this has been of interest to you, I have some free online training about how to become a professional deal sourcer and you can access the training free of charge at the following website address. It's www.dealfindertraining.com dotco.uk. That's dealfindertraining.co.uk. And we'll put the link in the show notes for you as well. And finally, I'd like to ask you a favour. If you found this useful, it'd be great if you could please give me a five star review from wherever you downloaded it and specifically say what you got out of this, what you've learned from these various podcasts so that other people can also benefit from listening to the podcast. I would really appreciate that. Now, in the next episode of Property Magic Podcast, I'm going to share with you how you can use deal finders... To help successfully invest outside of your area. So it's not about you being a deal sourcer, but about how you can work with other deal sources to invest in areas that might stack up better than where you live. Or maybe you're investing out, for you, maybe you're living outside the UK and you want to invest in the UK and find out how to do it. This next podcast episode is just for you. So until next time, remember to always invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk podcast. You can contact me on LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media. And I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property training for free. All of the details are in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.